the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, radio host on this show and the Jen and Don show and sometimes the, the morning answer. I don't know about you, Don. Yes, sir. But having watched those Democrat debates, I cannot wait for all my free stuff. Well, that that is absolutely the underlying theme of the Democrat debate. In fact, it's also the solution, according to Elizabeth Warren from the first night when she was asked about Donald Trump's racism. And she goes on to talk about, uh, yes, Donald Trump has, is waging economic racism, environmental racism, and uh, several other different forms of racism. And then at the end of that, she says the solution, free education. Absolutely. Free. Gets rid of racism. Mm-hmm. Somehow. I don't right. know. And, you, and then you can employ more um, minority law professors or professors like Elizabeth Warren at $400,000 a year for teaching one class I, to compl- and then complain about income inequality. Well, there's, there's, there was such a tar- – two debates uh, of the Democrat Party, round two, of the effort to winnow the field from about 100 candidates down to something manageable um, showed us a, essentially a target-rich environment of socialist daydreams. In fact, in order to really conduct the debates, they had to temporarily suspend – the laws Reality. of science, the laws of economics, and the laws of human nature to allow for the fanciful daydreams of the utopian left to be aired on national TV. Well, the scary thing is one of these people may actually win. <clears throat> win what? The, pre- the, the presidency. You think, and- that, you think that given the way that things are unfolding right now that uh, Donald Trump has anything to worry about? Um, he has a great deal to worry about. Hmm. And while all of these individuals up there may be laughably unimpressive in terms of their policies, in terms of their intellect, in terms of the depth of their thought, but they have a very good chance of winning for a variety of reasons, including big dem tech censorship and bias that's going sh- to will shift 10 to 15 they'll start with 10 to 15 million vote advantage because of big dem tech they will ramp up their vote fraud operation they'll get out the vote their ballot harvesting where it's legal Uh, the mainstream media will be on their side big business will be on their side the the mainstream media has the their voters still white hot with hatred of donald trump when and they'll they will turn out and they turned they in the 2018 election the democrat voters turned out at about the same rate as in 2016 but there was a a precipitous drop off 
in Republican turnout, and we see the, we see the results uh, in Congress. They have a huge money advantage. They have the unions, so they have huge advantages. And if they are and if they are successful in tipping the economy into recession in 2020, and I think that is part of their plan if they can do it, then it, 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 they could very well. Win this. You, you've listed some very compelling uh, reasons, and I think for the purposes of our conversation, as we as we contemplate what the Democrats really were proposing uh, to as policy prescriptions for America's future, uh, it has created with the with the va- benefit of video. Um, I think that what has transpired this week is video that we will see during the election as the Democrat candidates give away roughly. Now, it's been added up. The Washington Free Beacon did a study. If you add up all of the promises, the Democrat Party totals two hundred and twenty one trillion dollars over a 10 year period. When you add up, we'll tax the rich. Exactly. There isn't enough money in America to pay for what the Democrats are proposing. There's two rules, basically, in presidential politics. The first is you got to be somewhat likable. And what I saw in the debates was Bernie's no longer likable. He's your grumpy uncle that shows up every once in a while that you tolerate at family functions. Kamala Harris, she's a raging maniac, not likable. The most likable people. She's as genuine as Hillary Clinton was. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton was not likable. That was part of her problem. Um, The only people that emerged that were likable to me in the first debate, John Delaney. The second debate, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi kept an even keel throughout the entire night, and that's what I think earned her the uh, reputation now of a Russian plant. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. The, The Democrats actually believe there are some I should say within their realm that believe that Tulsi Gabbard because of the way she went after uh, Kamala Harris about her track record in as a as a uh, first a district attorney and then as you know our chief law enforcement officer of California attorney general the Tulsi Gabbard somehow now is a Russian plant but she emerged as a likable person from the second the second thing the second truth though is you cannot tack so far to the left so as to be unable to move back to the center in order to in order to have a chance at the general election we're only at the second round and i don't know where the democrats go from here in terms of their policy prescriptions they can't move away from what they've already proposed because they've proposed it and they've doubled down passionately throughout the first and second rounds on things like free education paying off student debt uh health care for all we're we're now beginning to see the cost of medicare for all and you've got union workers that have worked hard over a period of time when it was tough to get pay raises to negotiate for these premium golden health insurance plans. And you're telling me they're going to tolerate a policy prescription from the Democrats that says Medicare for all is going to trash those private health plans. That's what Bernie's after. That's what Elizabeth Warren is after. We're still not sure what Joe Biden is after, although he wants you to go to his website, 30330, 
which is really a text. He didn't. <laughs> that was very confusing from the second debate. I don't think Joe's woken up yet. He really does look. You know. Oh, Joe is Joe is Joe is, is, is as woke as he can be. Oh well, that's a sad statement. But but the so that second truth, you can't tack so far to the left that you can't recoup the ground. Now. It's still an eternity in electoral politics between now and when the primaries kick off in March. We've got, uh, you know what, another four or five rounds of debates that the Democrats are going to torture America with. But so far, uh, the reality is everything that the Democrats have proposed is financially unfeasible. And it's, and it's unpopular. So you look at the items like open borders. Uh, decriminalizing the crossing the border illegally. So How do you even implement can, that? You just well, you you would implement it. You wouldn't even need legislation. All you would need is is the directive of the president to let everyone in. No, I'm I'm saying, how do you even implement? In other words, you just basically get rid of the Customs and Border Patrol presence at the border and let everybody just go back and forth willy nilly. I mean, yes. that's chaos. Of course it is. That's chaos. And then and then provide everyone who steps across the border with, with free, free health care. And that's unpopular. No, unpopular but and I'll unaffordable. Go back, I will go back to the reasons I said earlier. So this agenda of taking away health insurance from 180 million Americans that have it through their employer, open borders, decriminalizing illegal immigration, allowing everyone in that wants to come in, giving them free health care. This is the, the Democrat candidate should be at 20%. In the polls, vis-a-vis Donald Trump, but they're not, for all the re- for the reasons that I've stated. The, so the, yeah, the, I, I this just, this agenda has a very very real chance of winning. I don't. Is it the agenda that has a chance of winning, or the hatred for Donald Trump? That Donald, Donald Trump. But when you but you get the Democrats in, you get this agenda. I, I mean, there's a certain percentage of Democrats. It doesn't matter what those people get up on that debate stage and say. They're going to vote for whoever it is that emerges as the. Uh, candidate from the DNC convention whenever that happens. They're going to just vote for them because they hate Trump. I don't know what percentage of that that is, um, but I think that by the time that this rolls around with everything, I mean, we haven't even gone through the the uh, inspector general's uh, report. We haven't even gone through Durham's report. The Russian thing is still going to live on, but the pendulum on that is swinging. I see pendulums beginning to swing. I see a pendulum in California. We're going to be talking about this. I see a pendulum in education that's beginning to swing back against uh, the Dems. As you get parents educated about the uh, sexual curriculum that's going to be uh, unleashed in the spring of next year, There's a pendulum that is in the process of the momentum is shifting. And I think all of those bode well. Now, to your point, I don't believe you ever approach a presidential or any election comfortably. You have to act like you're going to lose. You have to play the election as if you're behind always. Yes. And so in that regard, I agree with you. But I think that there are there are there are things that are in motion right now that are have yet to be accounted for in the final analysis. We need to take a break right now, but we'll be back with more of our thoughts about the debate about Baltimore and this gender uh, hysteria that is sweeping California, soon to be sweeping the state. And the nation. After this word from Ed Hoffman, the guy to go to for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial. Back after this. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office. The one sitting in your armchair right now as you enjoy your favorite beverage and wrap your mind around the, uh, the, the amazing commentary coming out of the Unite IE Radio Show. That's you. You are the most important person. You're the most important political office. You hold the most important political office. And we hope that through this radio show that you find ways to be able to leverage your political power in your most important political office. You got to let your voice be heard. You got to let yourself be uh, heard and get involved. We're talking about the debates that happened this week. I have a question for you, Greg. Who do you think won? And you can give two answers for night one, night two. Who do you think emerged as the quote-unquote winner of the debates, uh, night one or night two? I think Donald Trump. That's exactly my answer, too. Won won the debates. And you see some people did better in the first one, some did better in the second one, but there are so many people up there and who are so basically in agreement with each other that I don't know that anyone comes out ahead. I mean, the first night, uh, this spiritual guru of, of Oprah Winfrey, Marianne Williamson, mm-hmm. you know, and, and her, and her palp, you know, she, you know, she, she came, she, she was the most searched candidate name after that debate. And Tulsi Gubbard had a fairly good night on the, the second night, but they're both very low tier candidates. And I don't know whether they can break through to, to the upper tiers. Well, they can't. I, I, I don't know that Marianne Williamson has a chance, but I'll tell you what. The night, the, the the debate that she no longer qualifies for, is the debate night that I think the audience drops by twenty five percent. Well, it dropped forty three percent from the first set of debates to the second set of debates. And but she was still there. My point is, she is, I think, why Republicans are watching the debates, because she is so entertaining. And she makes a point. She in the in in early on, she said, the more we talk about policy, the more we lose people in this process. And she's she's right. The the only thing that emerges really are the talk are are the sound bites, the zingers, if you will, and that's what these these debates are all about. It's who can who can produce the best zingers, like Bernie Bernie Sanders the first night. Well, I wrote the damn bill. That one, you know, they actually capitalized on that, started writing, see, started I, selling bumper stickers. See, I don't think so. 
I don't think the zing- the zingers have a lasting impact other than that it may convey an impression of the person. I think it's that there is a, there, there's an important policy element, not the specifics of your 10-point health care plan or whatever, but that this guy or this gal stands for these things. Like, and that's what Donald Trump did. That he that there were certain things that he stood for. That we're going to look out for the American worker. We're going to build the wall. We're going to control illegal immigration. We're going to take care of American workers in, in the face of all of these unfair trade practices. We're going to build up our military. We're going to take care of law enforcement. <coughs> we're going to make more jobs. So there are certain things. That, there are certain policy things, certain concepts that he was running on, and that's important because if it's just personality. The, the voters, there's, the voters are engaged enough to know it's just personality. They, they want to have some idea that this guy or this gal is going to do something, some things that I want to see done. And the things where where we are side, where the forces of the where Americans who and I, why I phrase this now is a struggle is between freedom loving, America loving Americans and the Democrat Party. Well, Michael Moore certainly thinks that the Democrat Party is lost. They don't. He doesn't believe there's a single person on that debate stage that can take on Donald Trump. He would rather see Michelle Obama, which would be interesting because I've read more th- th- more suggestions that that she may at some she you know it's 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 beneath her to be in, up there as being one of twenty, but this narrows down um, as that she may very well step in. I don't. I don't see that happening for a variety of reasons. It it, it could. Ha- I mean, it it from the standpoint of Michael Moore's point, uh, you know, it's it makes sense because for a variety of reasons. But there is when when you consider what, and I was just looking at this in my preparation for the debate, watching the debates. I actually watched pieces of Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton again. And I was like, who is it on that? Because I wanted to get the frame of mind of who of these people will be able to stand on that debate stage with Donald Trump and hand it to him. And certainly, you know, I'll admit this. Donald Trump has given whoever that person is plenty of material to go after him. I mean, there's there's a lot of 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 areas that Donald Trump has has given red meat to the political left. Um, but so did Hillary Clinton had that. And he ended up uh, with and you talk about zingers, you know, when Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, said what she said and Donald Trump said, yeah, you'd be in jail. That was an enduring line. And that was the and I think that was the same night that the Billy Bush tapes um, broke where Donald Trump decided he'd have the three women who accused Bill Clinton of rape sit in the front row and then he uh, he gave Hillary Clinton that zinger. He he inoculated himself against that Billy Bush tape, and that's th- that's the caliber of of brawler that Donald Trump is. Yeah, Donald Trump will give as good or better than he gets. Yep. And speaking of which, we're going to talk about Baltimore in a little bit because he's given it really good to Elijah Cummings and the Democrats who were grandstanding on their trips to the southern border trying to represent that these people were living in squalor i guess the squalor wasn't quite they're they're actually illegal immigrants that are that that do not want to be moved to baltimore because of what they what they saw 
we've got to take another break to honor our sponsor for this half hour. We'll be back with more about the major news of the week, the second round of the Democrat debates, after a message from our sponsor. Ed Hoffman, the place to go, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of any Anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Our most famous leader in the struggle for civil rights in America was Martin Luther King. And he famously said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will be judged by the color, will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And one of the things that really stands out in the debates and in the Democrat Party today is how far that party has gone from Martin Luther King's dream. That now they are the party that judges people based on the color of their skin. What is racism? After all, it is to judge people or treat people based on the color of their skin. And that today in America is found almost entirely within the Democrat Party and on the left. If it's not the color of their skin, it's based on some other group characteristic in your Democrat Party-assigned identity groups, and that identity group politics, which is pernicious, evil, and dangerous to the country, was on full display during these debates. I agree. I mean, from the uh, obviously biased questions of Don Lamont, who structured any number of questions from the perspective that Donald Trump is a racist, which, you know, I keep thinking the racism card, Greg, is about the credit on the racism card has about been used up and it just keeps on ticking. And it's but it's getting to the point to where it's so overused now uh, when everybody, I mean, th- it's gotten to the point to where what what people on the left have learned from the activist element within the political left is that in order to shut someone down when you're losing an argument, you do ad hominem attacks. And, of course, you know, telling someone it, that they're a racist is an ad hominem attack. It means you're no longer addressing the merits of whatever the discussion was based in. You're now saying you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a bigot, you're a xenophobe, you're a whatever. And what we've seen emerge from especially the squad is a 
realization that the the left are the ones that own anti-Semitism. They own uh, racism. They are race. The politics of division, which they practice and they use. I mean, after all, when we're when we're at a point where on college universities, you now have. Uh, black students requesting dormitories of their own. They want to self-segregate. Isn't that what? Isn't that what the whole civil rights, uh, you know, uh, fight in the '60s was about? Ending segregation. And now, the extreme element of the of of the of the political left. It's not the extreme element. It is well, across I, the board of the university administration, big business, the Democrat Party, the mainstream media is to see people first and foremost. And to some extent, for some of them, I think it's just a cynical. I want. I want to shut up the Republican or the conservative by calling him or her a racist. And too many Republicans still give in to that and limit what they say. Oh no, no, I'm not a racist. Oh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't mean to suggest that. Of course, Donald Trump doesn't do that, and and uh, he's the he's the, he, that got him to be the uh, president of the United States. But it's also that many of them have been trained to see the whole world through this identity group prism. So they really do. So when you see, if you criticize a, a, a someone who is black or whatever group, that must be a criticism of that group. It must be because that person, you're criticizing him, not because of what he's done, not because of what he's said or hasn't done or hasn't said. You're criticizing him because he's black. To some extent, that's a cynical attempt to qu- prevent criticism. But it's also many of them, I think, really do see the world through this prism. Well, they do. It's a political. It's become a political strategy of the left, and it was on, 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 on display during one of the other big headlines of the week, and that was <laughs> Congressman Cummings versus President Trump and Baltimore. And I'll tell you what, Greg, this has a particularly personal. Uh, aspect to me, I grew up in Baltimore. I saw this unfold, and we will talk in detail about that when we return after the break on the Unite IE radio show heard every week at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. You, our listeners, ladies and gentlemen, folks that tune into the Unite IE radio show every week. I do have a request. I have a request that you share the Unite IE radio show with your friends and neighbors. So next time you're chatting with somebody who in the conversation turns political, uh, remember the Unite IE radio show is a place that you can send them to every Saturday at 4 o'clock so that they can get a dose of what's going on uh, in the country from the perspective of a couple of local knucklehead political activists. We have been, and if both and if both of our listeners do that, we could double our audience. Exactly. See, see how easy this is. This is simple math. You know, um, we would have greatly appreciate it if you would uh, share this radio show with your friends. We have a podcast that is uh, available on the AM five ninety dot info website. You can send them to to hear past shows. A lot of these topics that we discuss are evergreen, meaning they're always applicable. And even though it might embody the news of the week, we do it in a way that is from a perspective of fundamental truths about uh, reality, conservative political reality. And uh, it's a great listen. So please share it with your friends. We were talking in the last segment about how the Democrats use, quote, racism, unquote 
as a shield to protect themselves from any from any criticism. And this came and you saw this on full display in this past week and Donald Trump's tweets about Baltimore. And the, the uh, Elijah Cummings, a longtime member of, of Congress from Baltimore, he's black, and uh, he was screaming at the Border Patrol agent. Racist! About, yes. You're a racist. So, 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 so Donald Trump tweets, as proven last week during a congressional tour, the border is clean, efficient, and well-run, just very crowded. Cumming District is a disgusting rat and rodent-infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he would help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. No mention of his skin color. No mention of the skin color of anyone in Baltimore. But, of course, this, what the, 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 the left, the Democrat Party, and the mainstream media, but then I repeat myself, jumped all over this as further proof that Donald Trump is a racist! I think I think uh, Greg owes the studio a microphone. I think he just blew the diaphragm out on the, on the microphone. <laughs> yes, it's all kicked off when a local political operative, if you will, someone who's a member of the Republican Central Committee in Baltimore County, decided to respond to uh, Congressman Cummings, uh, his rant against a member of the Trump administration for forcing people who were crossing the border to live in despicable conditions at these uh, what the left has characterized as concentration camps. But of course, it's the, these are the detention centers that uh, Congress themselves have provided the funding for and have have created the set of laws that have, you know, created the situation at the southern border. uh, uh, Congressman Cummings, who was the head of this committee, just lit up this representative of the Trump administration about the the, the people are living in feces, yada, yada. Well, she took it on herself to go out into into Congressman Cummings' district in West Baltimore or the portion of his district that covers West Baltimore because it's quite a convoluted district uh, that does encompass many wealthy areas in Baltimore County. But the portion of his district in Baltimore City is disgusting. It's deplorable. And she went out and documented it. And she also got interviews with people who live there who have not had a Cummings sighting in their neighborhood in the 30 years that they've been returning him to Congress. That lit up a, uh, a, a talking head at CNN who used the this 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 narrative of infestation that Donald Trump only uses the term infestation when he's talking about people of color, uh, representatives of color, communities of color. Well, it turns out that Congressman Cummings has used the term infest. See, this is the miracle of video. Uh, people dug back into some prior video and found Cummings himself referring to constituents to, to his district in Baltimore as infested. This morning, I left my community of Baltimore, a drug infested area. Infested. That's usually reserved for references to rodents and insects. Infested, he says. The same children that I watched now walking around like zombies. And then what happens in that you can't see this in the video that we pulled off of uh, Twitter. This Victor Blackwell, who's a CNN correspondent, then spends 
a dramatic 15 seconds trying to keep himself composed because, of course, he is from Baltimore and he found this personally offensive. Well, Congressman Cummings and Victor Blackwell, I'm from Baltimore, too. I grew up there. I was born in 1957. I moved to California in 1978 with every intention of moving back to Baltimore. I had no reason to leave the city, but I got stuck in the endless summer of Southern California. And let's face it, you know, I did winners in Baltimore versus winners in Southern California. That was an easy call living in San Diego back in the early 80s. But Baltimore was a lively city. It was a city that was alive. It was alive with culture. It was alive with history. It was alive with it was a vibrant place to grow up. There were community, cultural communities, Little Italy, Little Greece. You could go down there and and, and get steeped in the uh, culture of that community and have restaurants and food. And the Inner Harbor was alive. There were restaurants galore. There was a nightlife that you could uh, enjoy. And you, you did so without fear of your life, without fear of being robbed. Sure, there was the occasional mugging, the occasional shooting. Every urban center had those. But largely, it was a time of innocence. There was the May Day celebration that my mother took me down to every year. And I remember going down around the Washington Monument. And there were booths set up for flowers and uh, like a midway. I remember throwing ping pong balls into bowls with goldfish and you'd win the goldfish. These memories are vivid. Springtime in Baltimore, a beautiful time when this May Day festival happened. And it wasn't too many years after that that they had to cancel the May Day festival because of marauding groups of young gangsters from the inner city made having that celebration of Baltimore's seasonal change, coming out of winter, people putting away their winter coats and getting out their spring garb, made that impossible. And in the aftermath of of this controversy, people have gone through Baltimore and, and looked around. And trash, debris, rats. There's a, you, you dug back into stuff. There's the, the the mayor was walking through there, t- complaining about the stench of dead rats. There's even a, one of my favorites was some rep- local reporters doing a stand up there in, in that in the in that area of Baltimore. And during on, on TV, there this huge rat comes out of the trash and scurries and scurries by. There's another a liberal that uh, urged Donald Trump urged Donald Trump to declare Baltimore a disaster area. And what see what, and what and these people that all of a sudden now purport to be concerned about the city of Baltimore were perfectly willing to allow this status quo to remain year after year, decade after decade, as long as those people just kept voting Democrat every two years and returning people like the Cummings and the, and the various mayors who some have been indicted or, or forced to resign because of corruption. Keeping them in, keeping them in power. Baltimore's Donald been Trump under the control. Cares, Donald Trump actually cares about the people there. Baltimore's been under the control of Democrats, liberal Democrats, for fifty-seven years. This they own this. They own what's happened. Baltimore has a population of almost uh, of less than seven hundred thousand. When I was living there, it was over a million. There's been an exodus out of Baltimore because of the bad taxation policies. They they had to drive property tax up in order to make the cities finances work and that sent people out into the suburbs i i went to school i went to high school at baltimore polytechnic institute it was a, an amazing high school it had a heritage going back to the late 1800s as a high school that taught 
It was a men's school, a boys' school at the time. Still was when I was there. It became a a, a, a boys' and girls' school uh, while I was there. That was one of the changes that happened, the cultural changes that happened back in the mid-'70s. But you could get an amazing education at the Baltimore Polytechnic Institute. P- graduates went on to go to Ivy League colleges from Baltimore Polytechnic Institute. They went on to become engineers. They went on to become part of the uh, Industrial Revolution. My point is, today, out of 18 of Baltimore's largest high schools, not a single graduate proficient in math or English. And the, see, But the Democrat Party is perfectly willing to allow that to continue. Oh, no. They want to change it. They just need more money. Baltimore spends more money per capita student than any other school district in the country. They have the highest poverty rate. I mean, they have the highest murder rate ever since Freddie Gray. The Baltimore cops are like, fine, you want us to leave these people alone and let them maraud? The the no policing uh, policy, unofficial policy of the Baltimore Police Department has allowed crime to get to the point to where the murder rate in Baltimore is twice the rate of Guatemala where people are fleeing supposedly because of the because of the violence yes and if if Baltimore were a country it would have the fourth highest murder rate in the world it's just crazy and here's Donald Trump Donald Trump shined the light on Baltimore with a simple tweet And he's done that so many times. My favorite example on March the 4th when he tweeted, the Obama administration spied on my campaign. And the very next day, James Clapper goes on national TV and lies to the American people saying that if he if there was spying by the FBI, he would have known it. There was no spying and come to find out four FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign. And nobody has ever, and Clapper is still to this day a paid commentator for MSNBC, I think it is, or CNN, one of the two. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This, this, is, this is where we find ourselves. This is what makes the, the politics of today so fascinating. This is what Donald Trump is doing. He's the disruptor. And there, we talked about all the reasons why Donald Trump may not be reelected in our, in our previous half hour. One reason why he may is that... He has the potential to significantly cut into the Democrat vote among African Americans, and they look at this and go. And there was a Charles Barkley this past week who says is is, is uh, voting Democrat hasn't 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 helped black people. You know, you and it has and, and 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 it hasn't. But you have some Donald Trump who wants to do these things. He wants the enterprise zones and the tax bill and a whole variety of things. School choice. There's a whole variety of things that Republicans have to offer African Americans, and particularly poor people of all races and you and have, ethnicities. You have mo- you have movements that are going viral right now, like Blexit, Candace Owens, Blexit, like uh, Brandon uh, Brandon Strzok's, uh you know hashtag Walk, walk Away. away. Um, those things are still going viral. They have yet to go mainstream. You uh, over the next year. One of the things that is going to happen next year, I think, Brandon Strzok is going to be part of the president's, uh, you know, campaign uh, touring. He's going to be one of the lead-off speakers talking about what he, you got. I mean, part of what we got to do is we got to get the left woke about reality. I mean, they talk about getting woke. 
we need they they need to get woke about reality and there are those people that are woking all the time i don't know if that's a word but they're woking all the time speaking of candace owen she had a guest on and they talked about something that a lot of parents here in california are beginning to get woke to which is the brand new sexual education curriculum that involves the gender bending uh, material that's going to be foisted on kids in the first, second, third, and fourth grades. We'll be back with that and more as the Unite IE Radio Show continues after a word from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, where we recognize that God created male and female. The Democrat Party created all the other genders. (laughs) Are you saying the Democrat Party's playing God? (laughs) They just, they, they, just they, they think they are sometimes. Uh, Candace Owens, you mentioned at the end of our last segment, I, I, I started watching her videos before she went big time and became the uh, political celebrity and commentator that, that she is now. And she has, a, she has a show on Prager University. And there was a, she was interviewing Mario Lopez. I didn't know who the guy was. I don't pay attention to entertainment. I guess he he's, has a show in Hollywood about, about entertainment. So anyways, they were talking about this transgender ideology and how silly it is to uh, for let a three-year-old decide for their life what, whether they're a boy or a girl. So let's pick up their conversation. When to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously, and I think if you come from Maybe a place, you should though, because you yeah. seem to be doing something right. <laughs> well, thanks. You know, and I always say, if you come from a place of love, you, you know, you you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you're, 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 you think you're a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be, I, 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 I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then, okay, well, then you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. And it's it's sort of alarming. And my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. Right. And, and, uh, to me, I just see depression because I, when I was uh, in fifth grade, I don't know, it was this weird thing in fifth grade where me and my girlfriend, Molly, like we just, we were tomboys. Like, we just were like, we're tomboys now. So we'd wear like baggier pants. The cargo pants were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to make my voice a little bit deeper. <laughs> One year, went to middle school and everything was fine. You right. know, <laughs> it was just a phase. And I hadn't gone through puberty yet. Like, you can't make a decision about your sexuality when you're three years old. I was in well, fifth grade. Well, eminent, eminent common sense. And another, Candace Owens has described how that she was, uh, she used to she would babysit for her niece. And the niece was six years old and decided, was in the tub, decided that she wanted to get out of the tub because the niece was a mermaid. And Candace explains that the adult she made her niece get out of the tub, and now her niece is a happy, well-adjusted 12-year-old human being. 
So children think of all these kind of things. She also told how that when one of the children she was taking care of thought he was Superman and jumped off the stairs. And fortunately, she was there to catch the boy so he didn't injure himself. But the idea now that children are going to a three years old or five years old or seven years old are going to decide, oh, I'm, I am a, the opposite gender. A boy says, I'm a girl or vice versa. And then you're going to act on that. And you're going to start giving them drugs to suppress puberty and suppress the natural changes. And ultimately, maybe even leading to mutilating surgery on the child is insane I mean, it's not insane. It is is another part of the calculated effort of the left to undermine our culture and our values and our principles, which underpin our country called cultural Marxism. But the people that actually believe that that is is insane. And Mario Lopez, who has a show, within three hours of just saying, well, I mean, it's not such a good idea to let a three-year-old choose their gender, was forced by, was forced at a figurative gunpoint to apologize for his insensitive remarks. This is a conversation that is going to unfold more and more frequently as parents all across California come to grips with the brand new uh, framework, the California education framework that was uh, created in May of this year under the authority of AB 329, which is called the California Healthy Youth Act. It was passed back in 2015. Now, what parents are, gonna, are, are beginning to learn, and there are meetings that are, that, are, that are going on all over California. There have been sit-outs. There's an organization called the Informed Parents of California that is formed. They've gone from like a couple of thousand parents to over now, I think, 35,000 parents and this is during a period of summer as parents begin to return and the meeting and the community meetings that are educating parents about the really 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 egregious parts of this uh where kids are going to be taught alternative forms of sex the idea is well they're going to have sex anyways might as well teach them how to do these bizarre things we can't even mention on the radio as an alternative to having you know uh sexual intercourse it's it it, it is sex grooming children it is and, te- it's- and, and and an attempt to tear down the family and parental authority and uh the judeo-christian culture and but, that's exactly what's going on with this and and parent and this 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 may be a straw for many parents that uh, is breaking the camel's back and either may getting their children out of the government-run schools and i've said that many times if you love god if you love america and or if you love your children you will find a way to get them out of the government-run schools and we only have a little bit of time here and it's not just it's just it's not just the triple x sex education that you were mentioning there was just a story this past week that California is going to do what they call ethnic studies, which uh, they have in college now. But they're going to do it in the K-12 schools. And ethnic studies is advanced identity group, anti-American Marxist politics, uh, what they call ethnic studies. And under this proposed curriculum, they will teach that capitalism is a form of power and oppression alongside patriarchy, racism, white supremacy, ableism, and capitalism is the villain. They teach children to uh, to respect and look up to communists like Angela Davis and Bobby Seale and even convicted cop killers like Mumia Abu-Jamal and Asata Shakur and to be agents of change and social justice. And this is what's going on in the government-run schools. Just another example. And until there's school choice, 
and we hope that at some point there is that there is school choice. You just got to get your kids out of school. You need to get your children. If you love God, if you love America, or if you love your children, get them out of the government-run schools. To close the loop on this uh, comment that Mario Lopez made about transgender kids, um, saying that they're there's there's an op-ed in on NBC's uh, news website by Chase Strongio, I think is how you would pronounce it, or Strongio. He's a trans activist and a staff attorney with the ACLU who says that, hey, uh, the conversation on Owen's radio show would have audiences believe that four-year-old children are waking up one day declaring a new gender and then undergoing surgical interventions the next day. No, no one believes that. That's an exaggeration. But parental rights, as a result of what you're, uh, of what we're talking about here, are getting thrown under the bus. You no longer have the parental right to teach your kids what you think that they should be taught. That's the position of the ACLU. And to this uh, staff attorney from the ACLU's point, yes, parents' authority, parents' ability to have their uh, custody uh, and, 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 and their rights uh, of their children are at risk. There are cases now where parents are literally at risk of losing custody of their children because their kids decide one day that they're no longer their assigned gender from birth. And and they'll be deliberately confused in the government-run schools about that. And and that's a that's a that's an important point and the state is now intervening on behalf of a child who has the rights the, the sexual education, not just sex education, but sexual education is now a right of children and anything the parents do to stand in the way of it could jeopardize the parent child relationship. You could lose custody of your children. This is where it's gotten to. And if you think I'm lying, show up at one of the one of the many uh, seminars that are happening all over the county. Uh, all over Southern California, all over the state, and learn exactly what the California Healthy Youth Act and this new California educational framework is all about. And go to Inform Parents of California on Facebook to get more information and keep track of what's going on with us. That's all the time we have this week. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.